G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. This is Andrew McLennan with our regular Wednesday update from Ron Ross with all the breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Andrew. Ron, after a lengthy delay, Israeli PM Benjamin Netanyahu has been invited to meet US President Biden at the White House. Yeah, the US President will meet with Prime Minister Netanyahu at the White House. Senior American officials have confirmed the get-together will take place during the annual opening of the UN General Assembly in September. Notwithstanding the currently strained bond between the two administrations, the meeting will specifically be in Washington rather than in New York because if relegated to the sidelines of the Assembly, it would be seen as a sign of downgraded relationship between the Allies. The judicial reform issue on which Biden aligns with Israel's opposition, as well as recent permission granted by the Netanyahu government to build thousands of new homes in Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria, something Biden has historically opposed, seeing it as a nail in the coffin of a two-state solution to the Palestinian-Israel conflict, have resulted in deteriorating relations between the two administrators. And Netanyahu this week slammed the US-Iran prisoner deal, saying the money involved will go to terror. Yeah, he's not flinching. Prime Minister Netanyahu harshly criticised the reported agreement between the US and Iran, whereby the Islamic Republic would slow down its uranium enrichment program in exchange for the easing of sanctions. According to it, agreements that do not dismantle Iran's nuclear infrastructure will not put a stop to its nuclear program. In fact, they'll only grant the Iranian regime money that will then go to Iran's terror proxies, the statement said. On Friday, the Wall Street Journal reported that Iran significantly slowed down the rate at which it accumulated enriched uranium, as well as diluting its stockpile amid a release of four U.S. citizens to house arrest by Tehran's regime. There also appeared to be broader agreements between the U.S. and Iran, two Israeli officials told the New York Times. Both American newspapers pointed out that there would be a resumption of talks on Iran's nuclear program, and that's not making Netanyahu a happy prime minister. And further afield from Israel, Egypt and Jordan voice full support for the Palestinians, but they slam Israel. Yeah, the Egyptian president, Abdel Fattah el-Sisi, and Jordan's King Abdullah affirmed their full support for Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and urged Israel to fulfill its obligations in accordance with the international law to honor all agreements signed with the Palestinians. Finding a suitable solution to the Palestinian cause and achieving a just and comprehensive peace is a strategic option and a regional and international requirement, they said.
The summit that they held was it amid ongoing talks about possible normalization deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia. In their communication, Sisi, Abdullah and Abbas did not make any direct reference to report about U.S. efforts to broker a deal between Jerusalem and Riyadh. They stressed their adherence to the 2002 Arab Peace Initiative, which stipulates that the Arab states would normalize their relations with Israel only after a full Israeli withdrawal to the pre-1967 lines. And Saudi Arabia named their first ambassador to Palestine. Yeah, there seems to be a full court press pushing Israel into a Palestinian state situation. Saudi Arabia's ambassador to Jordan, Nayef Ben Benda al-Sadiri, will serve as the first non-resident ambassador to the state of Palestine, the Saudi foreign ministry announced. The move comes amid reports that Saudi Arabia and Israel are close to reaching a normalization agreement under the auspices of the USA. The appointment of the ambassador is also seen as a message from the Saudis that a normalization agreement program with Israel won't affect Riyadh's relations with the Palestinians. Palestinian officials in Ramallah had expressed concern over the possible deal between Israel and Saudi Arabia, saying they were being kept in the dark about the US efforts to reach an agreement between the two countries. And going to Hawaii now, Jewish groups have launched relief efforts for Maui as the island's Jews are among the evacuated. Yeah, what a tragic situation. Jewish groups in the United States and in Hawaii have launched relief efforts following the devastation caused by wildfires that have killed up to 100 people so far. The wildfires have all but destroyed the town of Lahaina on the island of Maui, which Hawaii's Jewish governor, Josh Green, toured on Thursday with Brian Schatz, the state's Jewish senator. What we saw today was likely the largest natural disaster in Hawaiian history, Green said. The fires had consequences for Hawaiians well beyond the fire zone. It's with much gratitude and humility to share that the Jewish congregation of Maui and its grounds are safe, the non-denominational synagogue wrote on its website. However, many in our community have lost their homes, businesses, and also loved ones from the devastation of the fires. Experts say that higher temperatures and reduced rain as a result of climate change have made Hawaii more vulnerable to wildfires, while changes to agriculture in the state have contributed fuel. The state is the site of the country's second youth-led climate change lawsuit brought by 14 teens, mostly native Hawaiians. The suit against the state's transportation department got a trial date just before the fires erupted. There are 2,000 to 3,000 Jews in Maui with two synagogues uh, provided for their worship. Yeah, it certainly was a tragedy, Ron, and um, I didn't actually know there was a Jewish population on Maui, but our hearts and prayers go out to all the victims and their families. Ron, as always, very informative. Thank you so much for your contribution today, and we look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 